Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When I came out in 1988, HIV, AIDS was running rampant. And by the early 90s, 80% of the people I knew were dead. And it's hard because you'd like to go back and talk to some of these people that you came out with and tell them the world's changed for the better. So this is actually a big deal. I want my daughters to see the love between Armando and I firsthand. Then maybe they can understand even better why I love. You guys, it's 90 Day Fiance Day here at Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am joined by the incredible co-hosts, Corey and Carly of Surviving Sister Wives. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. So nice to have you. Yeah, great to be here. We're excited. <laughs> I. What is y'all's um, journey with 90 Day Fiance? Were you guys watching it from the beginning, or did you kind of hop on like a lot of people did in the last couple years or so? I have been watching it since the beginning. Since its inception. The yeah. dawn of time. And then, much like many of the trash reality shows I watch, I eventually pull Corey into it as well. Yeah. It took me a while, yeah. But I, I'm I'm slow to get started, but then once I do, I'm in it to win it too. So, I'm right in yeah. there. <laughs> I like talking to, and I, I don't often talk to, like, TLC heads. I get a lot of, like, Bravo podcasters. So, I like, it's I'm excited to talk about people who are like really down in the trenches with me of like the incredibly boring yet captivating television that TLC offers. That is exactly how we would describe sister wives. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
the most exposure that that people from 90 Day have experienced. So other people who watch the TLC shows, Sister Wives is kind of in its own little world where we just see everybody tweeting that they're mad that Sister Wives is still on and that Pillow Talk's delayed an hour. So yeah. Most of our tweeting for this past season. But I mean, aside from that, once you get over that, obviously we we don't enjoy it as much as a, as a sure. television show per se. But man, yeah. it's really fun to make fun of. So that's why we're still sticking around. Exactly. It's like, I feel the same way about like Counting On. It's like, it's so, I mean, Counting On is like really bottom of the barrel. Like <laughs> Sister Wives is like the Sopranos compared to Counting On. But like, it's just so boring that like, there, but there's something just so interesting about it. Like every episode is just, somebody's pregnant there's a baby they make them go on these like quote-unquote wacky adventures and then somebody's announcing another birth and yet here i am week after week watching it infuriated yeah i don't know how that's a surprise anymore but then again that's that's pretty much like sister wives between that and moving yeah moving was the main storyline they all have their trope yeah (laughs) i what works i have to tell you guys something is that i really don't care for truly Oh, oh no! Oh no! We love uh, our little queen, you know, our little truly queen. <laughs> that's my that's my secret. I did think I I mean I still continue to laugh at when they when he makes Cody makes her ride a bike and she talks about like body autonomy. Oh yeah, and her rights as a woman of America. I I really enjoyed that. But other than that, I think she's kind of a demon. No, that was where she won. (laughs) That was where she won my heart. Yeah, because it was season fourteen. That was my first real experience with her. I don't think Cody cares that much for her either. To put that out there, to be fair, it's the one thing that we might have in common. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's get started with ninety day fiance. I always forget the names, even though I do this every week. We're going to start with Sunday, Happily Ever After. Um, Just some highlights from the episode. Where do you guys stand on the fight between Chuck and Andre? Or Charlie and Andre? (laughs) I am very tired of watching the family Libby audition Mm -hmm. for another spinoff series like the family Chantel. And that's what I feel this is. It feels that way. They're trying very hard to make Fetch happen with their family, and I don't want it. Just like when they tried to put Karen and Sideshow Bob, uh, Chantel's brother, on <laughs> Pillow Talk. I, yep. That was terrible. Not for it. Not no. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you feel like, I felt like when I was looking on Twitter that people were really siding for... Libby's family and I just felt like there were no winners in that situation no not for me anyway yeah I don't really understand why anybody would be taking Libby's family's side at this point they were pretty rude and actually a lot of the things that they said during the fight were really hypocritical uh, because they treat Andre that way when they're back in America so I didn't really understand a lot of the premise of the fight yeah I think that was the best part was when Chuck had to highlight he was like oh man we in America, we treat our guests with, you know, dignity and respect. And it was like, really? Was that what was going on at Chuck's birthday party when Andre was inviting them to the wedding and stuff too? I mean, that was a weird situation as well. But is that how we, is that how we've been doing this the past couple of years? 
Have we been treating anybody with respect since the incident? <laughs> is, that, is that what's going on? That's kind of the <laughs> basis of them being on the show. That's why I'm watching. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I feel like they, Libby's family keeps asking about, like, what is Andre's secret? Why did he move to Ireland? They couldn't get it out of him. And so they moved to his family and now they're moving to the friends. And it's like, well, okay, at some point, where did you expect this? Like, he's going to have to snap. He's going to snap and like try and fight you. And it's just like a fight between Charlie and Andre both have threaded eyebrows. I know when, when I see them and (laughs) it's just like, I I don't understand where Libby's family thought this was going to go. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like a real fight was actually, ha- you know, it just seemed kind of staged and acted out. And we were kind of referring to it in the moment when we were watching it on Sunday night too, where it was just, it was like the end of Step Brothers when yeah. <laughs> they were trying to hug, but then oh, they're like winding up for a punch, but then it's not really, right. they don't know how to, they don't know how to have that closeness. Um, right. So it was just a very awkward kind of winding up fists, kind of getting ready to punch, but then almost a hugging closeness. It was very intimate and awkward in strange ways. I also thought it was really weird that they kept asking the questions in front of Andre, which was obviously probably driven by production to annoy him. But after he left and stormed out, that seems like the prime opportunity to ask the questions if you're going to go ahead and do that, that should have been the approach up front. When he's not around, you ask right. the question, not right. when he's in front of you as though he can't hear you. Exactly. If you're going to be an asshole, at least be a sneak in addition. Right, to right. <laughs> he's got to learn something from Mama Debbie. Yeah, get tactful with it. Right, exactly. Um, so I also feel like, does it even matter at this point? Because they're married and they have a child. He's not leaving your family. So, I mean, what are you going to do at this point? He's already in the family. I like how they keep alluding to, man, we might have to call this wedding off. And it's like, guys, you're already married. Right. It was done. (laughs) We watched the first wedding. It happened. We were there. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) Everybody was there. Are you going to give the baby up for adoption? Like, what's the end game here? What what are you gonna do? So, thank you. I thank you. Um, so moving on, let's get to Asuelu and Kalani. Oh boy. Um, do you guys believe in ghosts? Yes. Ooh. I believe they manifested this ghost. I felt bad for the ghost. Honestly, hundred <laughs> percent. They brought so much negative energy into that Airbnb <laughs> that they have attracted a poltergeist. Right. That's what's going on. A poltergeist that's keeping them both of them from going to the bathroom. <laughs> Like they definitely came back and all the cabinets in the kitchen were open. Right. <laughs> um, so, okay. We have to talk about the kiss between Asuelu's mom. Oh man. That was one of the most uncomfortable things I've seen on the show, which is really saying a lot. It, it, yeah. It was, it was amazing that the first mother son makeout session for this season, and it didn't involve Colt and Deb. Right. So that was pretty impressive. I was not expecting that. De- Debbie was probably watching that and like, damn, I really should have just gone for it. She's got to make her move. Yeah. Shoot your shot, Deb. <laughs> I I feel bad for Asuelu. I, I really waffle with him because at first I really liked him and I thought he was just like a very sweet, 
person and then he becomes this like emotional monster this season but then we the more that we meet his family we find out okay now like i'm seeing where this is coming from and now i'm feeling bad for him again that they're so adamant about getting money from him you know what i mean yeah no i totally agree i definitely i think everybody loved him the first season they were on and then just a couple weeks ago when he started fighting with Kalani, it was like everybody turned on him. And mm-hmm. now seeing how his family treats him, and it, it really seems to all come down to money. It, it does make you feel bad for him, you know? Yeah. So I hope that he doesn't then eventually turn on Kalani and we don't see that nasty side of him come out again. Because really, she's the one who is preventing him from giving the money over. Because I think if she hadn't said no... He totally would have given her the whole thousand dollar paycheck he made that month. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I think the other piece of the puzzle here too is that he's slowly realizing this too, that his family is taking advantage of him for monetary gain. And it wasn't really something that he had realized before. And I feel like it is something that Kalani is pointing out to him and that he is finally connecting the dots. He's just a little bit slower uh, to yeah. to come to conclusions and, and make those realizations and kind of realize the pattern that's happening in front of him with the relationships in his family. Right. I mean, the fourth wall break in this is that they obviously think because he's on TV that he's probably rolling in the dough. But oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yep. how much money could they really be making on 90 Day Fiance? Probably not much. Right. And last week where she, uh, they had mentioned too, a thousand dollars, that's like, a month's worth of his work for working at the frozen, frozen yogurt stuff. So it was like, yeah, that's a lot for him to come out of the budget. Thinking about that. And then the fact that Kalani doesn't work outside of whatever paycheck they get from TLC. I mean, that's not adding up to, you know, the equivalent of two adults working full time. Right. To support a family. Exactly. And I thought it was so shitty when they were like, well, why don't you just get money from Kalani's family because they have plenty of money? Like, no, that's not how this works. I was so (laughs) enraged. I wanted to come through the TV. I couldn't believe that Kalani held herself together and didn't say anything. And Kalini, too, because she didn't say anything the entire time from what we saw in the conversation. And that would have made me flip out if I was there for that. Yeah. I mean, Kalani did get her one little dig in asking the sister, like, how much money did you give your mom? Right. (laughs) But yeah, with the exception of that, I thought she was really, she really held it because I would have had to walk away. Like, it's not acceptable. Um, So to Colt and Debbie, um, Debbie really tried to worm her way into this relationship, interject herself single white female herself into it. Take Jess out. <laughs> the pullout couch is ready for you, Colty. Um, I'm here for you if you need me. What if Jess comes in in the middle of the night and hits you on the head and injures you? What? I, my theory is that I think Debbie thinks that like her crazy mom act is like cute. Like people think this is funny. But it's just, it's getting too far for me. I don't know if she thinks it's funny or if this is just her. 
It's just her true self. <laughs> and it, and she's just getting more comfortable on camera. <laughs> that was that I think that's a part of it. Because I got worried it even just the absurdity in her statements too, because of trying to make Colt worried that Jess was going to come back in and bash him in the head in his sleep in the hotel room. And it was like, well, that seems a bit extreme, doesn't it? And then lo and behold, yeah, actually she was, she was spot on about that. So I'm, I'm getting alarmed at her accuracy that's coming along with some of the things that she is stating and where she is choosing to stand her ground. So that kind of concerns me a little bit. Yeah, that that's fair. Where, how do you guys feel about Jess? I think Jess wanted to be on television. Yeah. I can't figure out her end game though. Yeah. I mean, green card, I guess. Cause that's where Deb seems to think. I don't know if she even really, really thought she was going to be around yeah. that long. I think just being on TV, getting a free trip to Brazil, that was probably enough for her. I feel bad for her. For <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for anyone who would sleep with Colt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. It doesn't really seem worth it in the end. Yeah. No, not no, not for a trip to Brazil. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so let's move on to ninety day the other way. Um, I would like to start with Tim and Melissa. What are y'all <laughs> overall thoughts on them? The cheese stick. <laughs> uh, oh honestly, their storyline so far has bored me a bit. Um, yeah. he is very, I mean, cheese stick really is a great, great nickname for him. He's, he's not that interesting. If it was the only thing left in the fridge and you were really hungry for a snack, you'd go for it. Right. Uh, that's kind of him, but yeah. I think, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of no, gotten a little more interesting this week just with him finally fessing up about having cheated. But I, I have a feeling he's not going to be there for very long. I, I agree. Okay, so yeah, their storyline is basically we're going to have to have a talk with the father. And Melissa didn't tell him, her dad, because she knows that that basically is like going to be the end for their relationship if he doesn't approve. And she knows that he's not going to. They go out to the bar. She's sick half tells him Elisa kind of finishes up up in Spanish and she six says I did bad things and his her dad's not into it. He's like badly done. We opened our arms to you. Our family opened our arms to you for you to do this. And I think the best thing is for you guys to break up. Tim starts to cry as he's wont to do. And that was really it. The thing that I found interesting is that Tim says, I want to say that that's never going to happen again, meaning me cheating on Melissa again. And I said, and I believe in my heart that it's never going to happen again, which is not definitive to me. <laughs> not very convincing. Yeah. When you're really trying to win someone back from the right. edge of, yeah, they have lost all faith in you and your relationship with their daughter. So um, right. yeah, clearly, Clearly her dad is not happy. And that was even with Melisa providing a very, very favorable translation for when he yeah. said, I cheated. And she said he was with other people. You know, so it was like, oh, even that was 
pretty generous about how that was explained to him, and Dad was mm-hmm. not having it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Not having it. And I mean, obviously nobody can blame him for feeling that way. Um... I don't know. I feel like, do you guys think that this relationship has a shot in hell? Because I don't. (laughs) No, no, I don't think so. Uh, I almost am wondering if kind of Maylisa is hoping that her family will be the final nail in the coffin, you know, that seeing if they'll eventually come around to him or not. And they're going to give him hell just like she did at first. They Uh, felt like they felt like that 90 day couple that, Uh, applied to be on 90 day fiance and then didn't hear anything back. He cheated on her. They broke up and then they got a call from the producers that were like, we'd love to have you on the show. And then they're like, Oh, uh, well, I guess we can try try. and make it work. Yeah. Try to pretend for a little bit to, to be on TV and, and get a paycheck here for a little bit. But it seems like, the relationship has been very strange just from the onset here of, of this. Yeah, I think you're right. There's a kind of a housewives trope of the wives will get on the show, especially, okay, I'm going to cite a specific example. So Camille Grammer, ex-wife of Kelsey Grammer was on real housewives of Beverly Hills. And Kelsey, after they divorced, they divorced like the season that she got on. Um, so after they divorced, Kelsey said that, like, he basically let her be on the show as, like, a gift, kind of, and that this was, like, their last sort of hurrah as a couple, and he knew that they were going to break up, but this was, like, he was just being nice by showing up on the show occasionally, and they even went to the Tony Awards together, and he had, like, totally had another girlfriend during this time, it's sort of vibes of that. It's like, we know where this train is headed, but we're just going to keep it going for the cameras. And I'll, I'll just let you have this. <laughs> right. And I was half expecting like uh mother Chantel to show up too. I <laughs> wanted her to, her to kind of summarize the translation stuff for, for everybody too, though. I wish. Cheese, stick, cheese stick is mooey, mooey malo. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Maybe it's smart for me, Lisa. Cause she's like, I'm not going to go all the way to America. To break up with this guy. Like, if you're going to be on TV, like, you got to come here. I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> That's it. Yep. And then also the fact that he didn't quit his job. He didn't sell mm-hmm. his house. Like, no. that's pretty telling that he's either not very confident that this is going to work out 
or they didn't really have true intentions of staying together, or at least him staying in Columbia. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, and for me, people can get over cheating. That's yours, but business, like, I don't care. I don't think it's like a complete thing that will break every single couple up. But I also feel like before you guys move, you should have been like way farther along in your path to we're okay than where they're going. Like, this shouldn't be, I'm moving across the world to see if maybe we can make this work. That seems like a poor decision. Decision. Yeah, the unknown is yeah. looming still. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like a year of therapy should have helped with that, but uh-huh. they're, they're the, not really... Uh, his therapist wasn't given the best advice, though, no. if we're being totally honest. <laughs> it was a little sketchy. Oh, my goodness. Um, so let's move on to Armando and Kenny. If, you know, Tim and Melee's are cursed, Armando and Kenny are like our golden children of 90 Day. Probably one of the healthiest couples that we've seen in the whole franchise, frankly. Yeah. I'd argue that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we see them in the morning. Kenny's like, Oh, I'm going to go to El Banco, but I'm going to go by myself and I'm not going to worry about it. But Trixie, I'm actually going to a hotel. Two of my daughters are going to be there and I plan on proposing to Armando. Lovely. Um, so we get this really like emotional story about how he goes down to the cliffs and he's talking about how he came out in 1988 and this was like in the middle of the AIDS crisis and how like 80% of his friends ended up dying and how he wishes that they could still be around to see how much better things got for the community and Every time. They make me cry every time. And I hate them for that. <laughs> oh, every episode they're on, we cry. Yeah. <laughs> cry. Giddy. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing from being really happy to being really sad. Yeah. But there were tears involved in, in both extremes. Right. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. Um. So then one of the triplets, it's two girls or three girls that are triplets. And a boy. I think, I think it's three thing. girls who are triplets. Okay. One of the triplets. I don't bother with the names. They're not on the show. Um, one of them asks if Armando might feel pressured because Kenny's only been in Mexico for a few days and maybe it'll be too much for him to handle. What do you guys think about Armando's family dynamic? I was a little nervous, honestly, about the proposal because of the family dynamic. I Uh didn't know. I was hoping that Armando was going to say yes, but I wasn't completely sure if he would. One, because of his family um, and the fact that it doesn't seem like he fully has their support. And two, because they haven't gone back and brought his daughter back to live with them yet. So, I mean, it it doesn't seem like Kenny has met her yet. I could have that wrong, but well, I wasn't I know, sure how that would work out. I know that he's like sent her gifts, but I, yeah, I don't know if they've met face to face. That's a great question. I imagine not because I feels like a lot of a secret to hide that your dad has a boyfriend and that you've met him. <laughs> right. Especially because she was living in the house with the rest of the family. Right. That's a lot to ask yeah. your ask a small child to not spill the beans on. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> um, so do you guys know the story, like the true story of what happened to Armando's wife? Yes, oh I goodness. do. Yeah. Do you? I think we yeah. we looked it up because we were hearing some rumblings about it online. And when we looked in the story, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is tragic. This is insane. Awful, awful, awful. Um, so moving on with their storyline, he basically he's like, OK, we're going to go out to dinner. He takes him out down to the cliffs and, you know. Armando, do you remember the first time we went here and how you said our love was as wide as the ocean and we had all these possibilities and he gets down on one knee, beautiful moment. Armando says yes. Confetti flies from the cliffs <laughs> of the triplets and I don't know who all those other people were. Maybe they were like... <laughs> restaurant staff? Yeah, I right. don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like a really nice time. Armando meets one of the triplets for the first time and he's very excited to have Kenny's family because he doesn't know how his family is going to react and just a very sweet moment. I'm really I just love how Kenny could barely get through any conversation without crying because he gets so emotional like everything that they're doing is just like so moving and right. incredible and it's like oh my god i love them so much i really do too i i just love them <laughs> um let's move on to this was like we didn't have much too many cast members this weekend this week we didn't have jenny and sumit mm -hmm. um i think i'd like to move on to Brittany and yazan yeah Another cursed couple. They stress. <laughs> um, so Brittany meets up with Yuzan. She's in very conservative clothing. I was shocked. And of course, we find out why. It's that they're going to a mosque. Um, she grew up Catholic, but her current beliefs, she says, are in faith, manifestations, and getting back what she put out in the world, which seems like a bad choice of words considering what she's doing to Yazan. Yeah, she's not putting out a whole lot of good energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go to the, the mosque. Great, wonderful. She says this is like a beautiful experience for her. Um, they go back to the apartment and Yazan is teaching her how to wash before their prayer, like how you have to wash your hands and your face twice. I was really nervous that one of her eyelashes might pop off, but you oh, know yeah. what? She would have deserved that. that I, was the, I, it I, was dangerous. Yeah. Getting, because <laughs> especially when he said, Oh no, yeah, you got to go for another time. And she was like, yeah. Oh really? Oh no. <laughs> I got nervous. Oh my goodness. Um, so then a few days later they go to dinner and they're talking about Yazan's uncle and how he, you know, is going to be talking to his parents about this whole situation and try and calm them down. And um, she's like afraid that it's going to be a shit show, which she should be afraid of. And they obviously want her to convert to Islam. They obviously want to have them married very quickly. And this storyline really confounds me because she makes it all about like her, his family pressuring her, but she's clearly stalling. Like the true story is that she's trying to stall because she's still married. 
That's it. Yeah. It's the, yeah, the shield that she has up right now is that she's feeling pressured. And the main reason for that, that she keeps going back to that is because if she lets that down and she goes, okay, yeah, I'll convert. Then she has to say, but by the way, I can't marry Izan while I'm here because I'm still legally married to my husband. Whoops. Sorry. Forgot to mention that. <laughs> She's so stupid. She's so stupid. <laughs> I'm and also I confused about why she seems to act like all of this is new information. Yeah. It seems like that's been pretty clear since the first episode that like the expectation was his parents wanted them to get married like in a week that Mm -hmm. they weren't going to accept a girlfriend that they had to get married, that she had to convert the whole time that she was in Miami. He was asking her if she had read anything. How were things going? Was she reading the Quran? And she was just ignoring him and she would change the subject. So. Yeah. Oh, you you look so cute. I don't want to talk (laughs) about the Muslim faith. She (laughs) really irks me. Yeah, you're you're completely right. Like, this has been very clear to us. And not even in the way of like, oh, Yazan's been doing these talking heads and this is the only way we know. Like, we see them have these conversations on camera prior to her going to Jordan. I don't know what she expected. Like, she's not smart enough to be a good liar. And that's what makes me mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're going to be diabolical, you have to be smart enough to be ahead of the game. But, like, now she's creating this pressure cooker of, like, your family is the ones who are making this situation bad when it's really her. Like, at some point, you're going to have to say something. And I would be furious if you pointed the fingers at my family this whole time when the real issue is you. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, because I do like how she does have some ground to stand on during this conversation because Yazan is doing the, well, no pressure. I'm not pressuring you, but you have like three days to convert, okay? Like, just... (laughs) right around that range. And she's like, I need more than two days. And it's like, well, yeah, three days is, is technically more than two days, but we, yeah, we got to get this figured out in three days. Yeah. And I also loved when he was, she was like, you said that I had to convert. He said, no, you don't, but my wife does. So <laughs> right. just, so you know, <laughs> um, they're, they're, and also like, I, not at any point have I seen what it is that they like about each other. Like, they're attracted to each other. That's the only thing that I can think of, but yeah, they, lo- they like fighting. Yeah. <laughs> they, that must be it's If they're just addicted to fighting. I think Yazan likes Miami, Brittany. And I think yeah. that's the problem. And he wishes he could come be with Miami, Brittany, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. It's, well, it's going to be a Brittany long shot. Likes Miami, Brittany, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, she does. Oh, yeah. she does. <laughs> Brittany wants nothing more than to be like twerking next to a dirt bike and <laughs> living her best life. And that's great. But like, why did you move to Jordan? Like, it's really tough to do that in Jordan. Yeah. That does not, <laughs> that is not a career path that uh, translates well. No, no, it is not. And I, I love, and by love, I'm 
I, I clearly don't. When these people come, go to different countries and are saying, like, I'm American, I do American things, why don't you just let me be American, even though I'm coming to your country? And it's very obvious that this is, like, a much more conservative country that I'm living in. Like, they don't get it. Why is nobody using Google? That's my question. Yeah, nobody comes prepared. No. Nobody does a goog before they get on the plane <laughs> to find out what they should expect. You just end up with Angela dry heaving through a meat market and chugging <laughs> Coca-Cola. And it's it doesn't have to be like that. Uh, it really doesn't. Nothing. <laughs> the fact that Angela's <sighs> the way she is, and yet somehow all her vitals came back healthier than an ox. Clean as a whistle, yeah. Confounding to me. Oh, Angela's. Wow. Are you guys done with Angela and Michael, the storyline? Like, how much can we, how much more mileage can we get out of this? Um. Yeah, I've been over them for quite some time. So this is, this is not new information for me personally. Yeah, I think we're getting to the point where this is going to become a Nicole, a Nicole and Azan situation where okay. we can't just keep watching them through their phones because right. Michael never gets to America, which I think is going to be the problem, at least for a couple more years here until, you know, there's the possibility that he can actually make it here. Right. So I think they're nearing the end of their uh, their time unless... Unless Angela somehow ends up on pillow talk. That's something oh. I could see happening. Her and all of the six children that she's taking care of. <laughs> right. Yeah. Her and Skyla and every, every other episode, she'll ask if she can borrow an egg. I'm, I'm just so thankful that Skyla doesn't, did not travel with her on this trip uh, because yeah. you should never leave the country with someone who is trying to, harvest anything out of your body right. because if, if they have access to your passport and then you're stuck wherever you it's don't even put yourself in that situation. So I, I totally agree. Uh, so back to Yazan and Brittany, I mean, that was basically it. Brittany at one point gets so angry that she walks out production asks her where she's going. She wants to leave, but then she ends up coming back and Yazan kind of is like, I'll give you all the time that you need, but I don't think that's what he really meant. Doesn't seem like. And Brittany tries to make him pinky swear, and he's like, I have no idea what that is. That means nothing here in Jordan. And I feel like that's going to come back to bite him in the ass. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Oh yeah, there's going to be a fight about the pinky promise that was broken. <laughs> yeah, she's going to hold. She's going to be hanging on to that, clinging to that pinky promise, like bringing it up in a court of law. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, what are your predictions for them as a couple? Do you think next week might be the end? I think maybe we have two more weeks out of them. I think we're going to have to see another face-off with his parents. I don't think that TLC would miss that opportunity. It's like, we'll probably get round two of that. And then at some point, she has to come clean about the divorce. So I'm hoping that that's what we see is the end of of the relationship. Yeah. And I hope that that happens in front of Yazan's mother, because she really pops off in a way that we haven't seen for somebody who can't even be on camera. I <laughs> she's really tenacious and I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, um, so let's move on to Devin and Jihoon. The main storyline this week with them is they're trying to figure out like, okay, they're getting a new apartment. What's going to happen. But for me, the main storyline of the whole episode was Drusilla's attempting to get back to hell to her return for the reign as the dark princess of the underworld. Like what's <laughs> happening with Drusilla? <laughs> yeah. You know, Drusilla was good for a couple of episodes. I think she was a little tamer. She behaved. Yeah. She, she was <laughs> behaving. I don't know if, uh, if Devin had slipped her like a Benadryl or something before they started filming, but this episode, she was back, back to her, her regular ways. And it was um, somewhat terrifying. Yeah. Back to her breakfast counter ways of just, you know, stomping across to get that to the hand eggs. And a bowl of eggs was <laughs> really, really just the dark moment for me. That yeah. That one stands out. So she swapped over from eggs to centipedes or like bugs this time around yep. making friends her new best friend the centipede that was was it two centipedes or did she just break it in half no she murdered it i think she killed a bug yeah, yeah that's a real tell like the first couple scenes in the ring <laughs> something dark is happening here <laughs> i'm really unsettled by that um alicia devon's mother ends up Riding with Jihoon's parents. Alicia is a... She unsettles me as well. Um, The apartment that they found is much nicer. It's in a much nicer area. There's a playground. And that'll come back to haunt them later. Um, It's great. But they're only there for a month. And then the pressure's on. I don't know how Jihoon is going to house them weeks from now. Yeah. And 
everybody thought that this was a redemption episode for Ji Hoon, but I think this was mostly a redemption episode for their digital translator that they had too. Because (laughs) that thing, yeah, when, oh my gosh, when Devin's mom was rattling off an entire paragraph into it, I was like, there's no way this thing is going to be able to communicate. And then it, it perfectly, I was like, wow, it actually did it. It did what it was supposed to do. So that was the, that was the redemption arc I wasn't ready for. And I, I enjoyed it a lot. I agree. Um, so they go to the playground outside of the apartment. Second clue that Drusilla is trying to go somewhere is that she buries herself in the sand. She really digs in there. And I, I didn't care for that. She's in a sundress. I don't understand why Devin dresses her the way that she does, because clearly every clothing item that she wears gets dirty within seconds of her going outside or moving um she yeah alicia tells the translator tamagotchi that like you know what i was really upset with drusilla having no place to stay with the old apartment and i was mad at jihoon for not checking on the place before we got here and jihoon's mom how do we feel about her (laughs) um I enjoy Jihoon's mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy her honesty. And it's, yeah, we've been seeing more and more of her character over the past few weeks. She's, she's a light. She's, she's a real light. I, you know, I'm not married, but I can't imagine being in a relationship with somebody whose mother continuously supports every inch of his fuckboy abilities it's it's amazing and it makes sense just like Asuelu's mom makes sense now like oh I get how we got here with Jihoon because clearly nobody is holding him accountable for any of his actions (laughs) and I feel like part of that was it's kind of societal because like that's what a lot of people point to with Jihoon is almost 30 years old and it's he still lives with his parents and it's not completely abnormal in South Korea for men to live with their parents to that age, but I feel like his helplessness, that's not something that is societal where it's, you know, he has to give his mom every cent that he earns so he doesn't go out and spend it on himself. Like those types of things where it's like, I don't think that's just a cultural difference. There is some Uh personal accountability that, that resonates there. I did enjoy this episode that she seems to be over it. Like Mama Jihoon is done yeah. having to babysit him. She's done. Yeah, she's, she's handing him over to Devin and washing her hands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Alicia, Devin's mom's like, you know, I want you guys to move forward. And Devin even says, like, in order for us to move forward, I think that you, both sides of the parent situation, need to like step out of it and Jihoon's mom's like great bye see you here's Taeyang <laughs> we're going out to dinner like <laughs> I'm, I'm good on this um, so it's now dark outside and they're all breaking up going to their respective apartments and Jihoon puts Drusilla over his shoulders she's screaming to get down so he puts her down then we hear Devin yell at Jihoon to take care of uh, Drusilla. And this little demon takes off 
like a bat out of hell or like whatever <laughs> the opposite of a bat out of hell is because she's really kind of trying to go somewhere and everybody's screaming for her and Jihoon is off like Flojo to try and catch her and then there's just darkness. We don't see what happens at the end of it. Dude was fast though. I mean, Jihoon's got foot speed. I <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> for being in like what looked like leather slides, that was like a really right. really quick for him. I I was impressed. That's yeah, he did not have the proper footwear for a dash and he yeah. <laughs> he still he went for it. I felt I bad did. for him that it seems like he's going to get blamed for her having taken off and I don't think it's fair to hand over responsibility of Drusilla to anybody. No. Right. No, that's not. This is not I, your run of the mill child. I totally agree. I I heard and this is like third hand information that um perhaps Jihoon spanked Drusilla and that's why Devin's mom said she felt nothing but rage for him. Cause it seems like an extreme emotion to she just ran when she shouldn't have. I think I'll be surprised if that's what happens. Just because yeah. Jihoon doesn't we haven't even seen him hold Tae Young. Yeah. <laughs> so, his own his own flesh and blood. And I don't know. I, I think it's a little a little hard to believe that he would take that step to actually discipline her yeah he, he seems to have a much closer relationship with with Drusilla. Mm -hmm. um so yeah you're right it does seem odd that he would potentially put hands on her but yeah i i i i think every couple on the other way might be doomed with the exception of sumit and jenny and kenny and armando I'm not so sure about Jenny. <laughs> no, really? just from just from sheer force of will. Yeah, Jenny's yeah. going to be around. <laughs> She's That's got happening. no place else to go. Her, oh yeah, her yeah. Very clear that she does not That's have true. a couch to sleep in when she gets back <laughs> to America. So <laughs> I think she's putting all her eggs in the basket of Sumit. Yep. She may not end up married, but she'll definitely be sticking around in, yeah, in she, India. She's in India now. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Do you guys have any final thoughts about 90 Day Fiance? No, we're just looking forward to the rest of both of these seasons because they're getting, they're finally getting good. It's all happening. Yeah, it's it's culminating <laughs> and it's it's looking good. Yeah, I'm just, I am personally thankful and wanted to thank you, Kara, for inviting us onto your, to your podcast here because our listeners reach out to us. Um, obviously, we primarily recap sister wives and nobody really likes to watch that anymore. So it is interesting to, to actually come on and, and talk about a show that people like to watch. So that was an interesting experience for me personally. And then also our listeners always are requesting that we do 90 day content, but man, it is a full-time job with all of the different variations that they have to keep yeah. up on that on a regular basis. So I applaud you uh, for, for the work that you do and thankful that we can be a part of it here. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm really appreciating and enjoying y'all's um, foray into Married at First Sight, a show that I think is incredibly underreported in the podcast world. Agreed. That's, that's a whole other ball game over there. 
The whole Dr. other dumpster fire. Yeah. Look, just briefly, how are you guys feeling about this season? This season is amazing compared to some of the the last few seasons that we've had to suffer through. Mm-hmm. I know every season I say I'm never watching this show ever again. And <laughs> right. then I end up back. But I'm happy that we're back this time. And this one's going to be interesting. It's still, we're kind of in the the formula part of it still for the season uh, where they're, they're at the honeymoon right now. And uh, obviously this year is going to be very different because the couples are going to be quarantined together. So this is going to be basically just, yeah, pressure cooker of the relationships as everybody has to be stuck indoors with each other for an extended period of time with a person that you just met a week ago and are now Uh married to. So I think that's going to be, extra extra juicy stuff this uh this season couldn't agree with you more um do you guys have a ranking of your favorite couples i know you guys really have taken to bennett and amelia i mean who hasn't (laughs) honestly (laughs) yeah they're definitely our number one close second though is woody and imani Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah do you think that there's any hope for Henry? And I'm not even going to include Christina and just Henry as a human being. Do you think there's any hope for him? I will defend Henry to my dying breath. Wow. I will. I will. <laughs> what do you think is happening there? I think Christina is going to crush his spirit. Yeah. There's very little spirit there. Yeah. But whatever is there, she's going to crush pretty quickly she's gonna tag team with his dad to crush it (laughs) yeah why does henry the third hate his son so much it's a real treat to watch yeah i wish we could hear from his mom more because he seems like he's always painted as such a mama's boy and then it's like well can we get more of her opinion of him then and can she highlight some features that we should be looking out for (laughs) can anyone give us like some some positive attributes about Henry that that we can look forward to seeing throughout the season because now I'm just worried yeah because it seems like the best thing about him are his friends like even Trishel was like we went on a date and he was so boring that I had to ask him like do you have some friends that I can hang out with and that's sad that's really sad Henry's Henry's really good at networking <laughs> that seems to be Somehow. his strongest asset is to be so boring that he repels anyone from him personally. And they all then gather around in their own little cluster. So he kind of facilitates relationships, but he doesn't really get involved in them. Right. It is really strange that he is surrounded by this group of pretty attractive women who have uh, decided that they, they have no interest in him at all. So I feel almost like they keep him around so that they go out to a bar and when somebody bothers them, like when a Brett approaches and bothers them, they just act like Henry's their boyfriend. Right. I feel like that's the dynamic. He's a shield. Right. And somebody to go to Taylor Swift concerts with. Right. 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 To buy your ticket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Do you think, what do you think Henry's favorite Taylor Swift song is? Shake it off. That's the one that comes to mind first. That's also the only one that I really know. I feel like Henry goes real far back, like Taylor Swift first album. 
Mm. Like, like original country like Taylor Swift. Are you talking like deep cuts, deep tracks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, tell everybody where they can find your podcast. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, you can listen to new episodes of Surviving Sister Wives every Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Our main website is on Podbean, um, so you can find us there too. But if you do a quick Google of Surviving Sister Wives, that's, that's where you can find us. Perfect. And you guys have Surviving Married at First Sight that comes on Saturdays, right? Yep. That's That's been the schedule here. It's been kind of a loosey-goosey schedule, but they seem to be coming out on Saturdays here. So we haven't really officially dedicated that, but that seems to be what's happening. It's been working out. Perfect. Well, <laughs> thank you guys again so much. And I'll have to have you guys come on again soon. Awesome. Sounds We're great. excited for it. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. You too. Bye.